Hello, friends. Welcome to Josiah Venture Stories. You will hear incredible stories of life change from the mission field and be inspired by the movement of God in Central and Eastern Europe. I'm your host, Gwen Gardner, and I am so excited to share today's conversation with you. Today on the show is Emma Kreko. Emma has served in the local church in Zagreb, Croatia as a youth leader for over a decade. She first heard of Josiah Venture at an English camp in 2006. She was captured by the vision for young people. She didn't know how God was going to work things out, but somehow God used her experience as a high school teacher and her passion for investing in a new generation of young believers and brought it all together. She desperately desires to see many lost young people come to know Christ, find their hope and forgiveness and new life in Jesus, restore the church in Zagreb, build God's kingdom in Croatia, and glorify God with all that He has given her. It is her vision to see young believers being discipled, actively involved in spreading the gospel, and building His kingdom. Emma joined the Josiah Venture team in the summer of 2018 and is currently developing a small team of leaders to be the next generation serving the church in Croatia. In addition to this, Emma is currently leading a school for Korean language and culture and teaching a class in systematic theology. Emma, welcome to the show. Uh, Hi. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. My goodness. I just love hearing your passion and joy for young people and for your country in Croatia. Okay, thanks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So here, um, just to kick things off, like, what would you like people to know about you? Anything about your family or fun facts, interests? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, one thing maybe that's important for people to know is that I moved altogether, I think, 24 times in my life. I've lived in a lot of different places. So yes, I call Croatia my home, but actually my parents are not Croatian, they're Slovak. So it's been an interesting uh, life journey, definitely. I did not know that. Your parents were yeah. Slovak. Yep. Wow. So were you born in Slovakia or in Croatia? No, I was born in Croatia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So you, yeah, you call yourself a true Croat. Is that what they say? Yeah. Croat, yeah. Croatian. Yes. 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 <laughs> For sure. And then I have a lot of interests. I feel like I find a new hobby every month. So it's uh, it's been a journey, really. So I've, I've tried a lot of things. I think I'm pretty good at most things, but not like great at anything. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it comes very handy in ministry for sure. That's right. Yeah, being a learner and willing to try new things like Korean language. What is that about? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just happened. <laughs> <laughs> it just happened. Are there a lot of Koreans who live in your city? No, no. This is, uh, oh. I guess, a new trend that young people like Korean culture, obviously, for K-pop and K-drama and K-beauty. So we just found um, a small group of people who wanted to study Korean and found a teacher. And actually, not even a year ago, on March 19th, we launched our first semester. And we've had 58 students in this year graduated. Well, so these from, are mostly Cro- Croatians who want to learn Korean. Only Croatians. Yeah, young oh, people who okay. want to learn Korean. So I'm not learn I'm not teaching uh Korean. <laughs> I'm teaching. I'm not teaching actually. I'm just leading the school and organizing events and so yeah. 
Um, yeah. Thank you. That makes more sense. I was yeah. like, who are all these Koreans living in Croatia? <laughs> no, no, no. There's this new interest for Korean language and culture. So we're using this platform to build relationships with our community. And I can tell more about that later. But yeah, for sure. It's been a yeah. very good year. Yeah. Wow. And then, okay, so share a little bit more about your family. I know your dad is the pastor of your church, correct? Yes, yes. I've been a, um, how do you call that? A pastor's kid or PK? Is that like yeah, a thing? A PK. Yeah, yeah, a PK. PK. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All my life. So there's some trauma, <laughs> for sure. sure. Uh, lots, I mean, you find out a lot of things, you know, how the ch- inside church, ha- like what happens. And so it's been, but that's why I love the church so much, just because I see like it's really not a human design it's god's design and desire to build this and i think without god's help there's no way anything can survive so it's um i think it's a good good lessons that i've learned in my life yeah yeah, our church started my dad started our church in our house actually in our basement and and i think it was in 1996 so i was after the war so we've had a lot of refugees a lot of people come through our house as well so it's more like a home church then we got our new building later. So it was basically started from nothing. Okay. That's amazing. And how many, like how big is the church now? Well, it has its, you know, um, growth. And then a lot of people leave, come and go. So I think about sure. now maybe there's 70 people. Maybe it's kind of growing now in the last, I think COVID nice. really hit, hit us hard. And mm. we had like, I think for sure church split in half as well. Like, as consequence of a lot of things, but COVID definitely is one of the major, major issues that caused this. No, that, yeah, that makes sense. Well, so growing up in a Christian home, I would love to hear more about your journey of faith and what that looked like. Did you come to know Jesus at a young age? Yeah, share about that. Hmm. This is actually my favorite thing to talk about (laughs) because it's really interesting. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) I... I have four siblings and we were really close. So we always shared stories of what God is doing in our lives. I'm not sure, like for sure, I accepted Jesus when I was young, like everyone else, I guess, who grows up in a Christian home. (laughs) That's very typical. But when that really became my decision, I remember I was 12 and I was um, sharing a room with my sister. And at night we would just pray uh, and pray. We would thank God for everything. So we would sometimes even mm-hmm. pray for like hours, thanking God for every blade of grass. It was very specific. We had oh, our wow. thing. <laughs> I know. Everything we could think of. And I remember that time we we're like, okay, this is really real. And we really believe Jesus is true. So we, just to make sure, kind of confessed our sins and accepted Jesus in our heart together one of those evenings. So I know it became really real to me then. And also, ever since I was young, I had this desire to study the Word of God. And I remember that I said, okay, if I could do anything in life, I really want to be, I really want to know the Word of God well and to be able to really get to know God through that. So that was really early on. Maybe yeah. I was sixth grade. And then also, I remember going to this um, conference with my dad when people just called out people who were like, they wanted to see who would be called out to missions. And I remember getting down on my knees then and then and there. Maybe I was 14 at that time. So those are like instances in my life in the past where God really kind of maybe shaped me a little bit when I didn't know what he was going to do in the future. But those are like really special moments that I remember mm. uh, that I really know God was real in my life and um, really felt it as well. So, yeah, those are the three events that I remember that are really significant. 
Yeah. And that's so cool that you were like even praying with your sister and that you had that experience with her as well. Is she older than you? No, she's uh, a year and a half younger than me. Oh, she's younger. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Does she live in Croatia? No, she actually lives in the States. She lives in Chicago now. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That's what I thought. I thought thought you had a sister who lived in America. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, so what about the spiritual climate in Croatia? So you're actually Mm -hmm. the first Josiah Venture missionary I've interviewed who lives and serves in Croatia, who is Croatian. So talk about a little bit just, yeah, the spiritual climate. Are people open to the gospel in Croatia? Yeah. This is also an interesting question because if you if you have asked me this last year, I probably wouldn't speak from experience, a lot of experience just because we always hit some kind of walls. But now that I've had a year of experience just being mostly with non-believers and had so many opportunities to talk about God, I would say my perspective changed. Uh, I would say people are open. Uh, Last year, I would have probably told you they were not. (laughs) Um, But uh, I have so many people that I talk to on a regular basis, like a weekly basis about God. And it's not something I even bring up. They bring it up. So it's just become a natural everyday thing. And this is not just with one person. It's a community of people. And I don't know if like it's a really spiritual thing. Things they're open to, but definitely open to talking about meaning in life and purpose of life. And if there's anything out there like that, for sure. Uh, now, reset, like receiving the gospel as being the only option. I think this is for sure something that no one can really just accept just like that. And mm-hmm. I, um, I have a book club every Saturday after our Korean uh, classes um, have with some students. I have a book club and we're reading currently still reading Mere Christianity. We have been for months. It's slow. I know. That book is going to take a while to get through. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. But it's been really interesting to hear their questions and their kind of like um, objections to God, like logical maybe, like reasons why they don't believe God. And it's pretty typical, I guess, with how atheists would approach God. And um, But all of them really want to experience God in some ways. Like they want to have that like personal so they see personal experience and they see how um, we are very open. Everyone in the group who is a believer is open about experiences. So it's really cool that I don't just have to be the only voice in their life, but mm. other people can also speak. Other younger people can speak about their experiences. And yeah, so there's this one girl who really, really said she's been really trying to believe in God. I don't know how that works, but okay. She is oh, also she's been just trying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. I am very hopeful for what I see in my environment, at least. And we've done a research with Steve Patty three years ago, where we talked about um, climate in Croatia. And what we found out is really very true in this local context that just confirmed it, is that people do have spiritual hunger that they're aware of. They just mm-hmm. don't know what the answer is. So I would say this generation is post-Christian. Um, okay, yeah. Post- Post-Catholic, definitely moving to- more towards questioning what the church, the whatever, the, the Roman church from a Catholic church teaches. And I think they see the hypocrisy and they don't like it, but they have real questions they want to find answers to. They just don't have a place to ask those questions. So that's my, like, that was my last year's work basically is to reach those people, to reach out to those people and find a place where they can ask questions and we can have those real conversations. So. 
Yes. I th- I think that's so important for young people to have a safe space where they can just ask anything you want. Yeah. <laughs> One other thing is also on Saturday in between our break, I uh, we just started talking about mental health. And I was really looking everywhere in Croatia for some kind of counselors that could speak into people's lives because um, obviously after Dave Patty um, talked, when was it? In Psalms last spring conference, mm-hmm. talked about how this war and also um, just post-COVID and all of these things that are happening in the world is really affecting a lot of people. And a lot of people are depressed and have numerous um, struggles with mental health, I started, Mm -hmm. I was looking for, like originally I wanted to find a Christian counselor who would just come and speak on different topics. But obviously we don't have any, anyone in Croatia. Um, I know. So it's hard. So I just took the Henry Cloud uh, from Right Now Media. Um, He has a podcast and he's actually talking about all these different topics. So we, for an hour in between our break, actually have a little mental class workshop where we talk about different issues that come up. And um, yeah, it's been very interesting. We just kind of share life experiences and how we deal with different things. And I think that's been very, very helpful for me to also get to know what people are struggling with, people who are not believers to kind of get into their world more and see how hopeless it is. And it really breaks my heart um, to to see that. But it's been a really good tool as well to use um, to connect people more. So, Mm. What kind of questions are you hearing the young people in Croatia ask? They're asking for truth. Um, All of them want to know, not just facts, but also like how come this truth is true to me and not like a universal truth. I think that's the most common question I hear. Not so much if God is real, but what does that have to do with my life? Like how does it even apply if he's real? Like what does it mean for me? So maybe that's one question. Also, like, how can I get connected to something? Maybe like more questions along the line, like they're looking for authenticity for sure. And I think that's not a surprise considering our context, like spiritual context with the church um, and corruption and all of that. So for sure, for sure. I remember um, when I was living and serving in Slovenia, a you know, country right next to Croatia, um, a lot of young people could like wrap their mind around like God, like a bigger being out there that created everything. But then when you started talking about Jesus and getting personal and like, how does like, how does this affect my life? It was, it was like, wow, like a deeper conversation. And they were like, oh, like, why do I need Jesus in my life? Do you find that the same in Croatia as well? Yes, for sure. When we did our interviews, whenever we talked about God, it was fine. And as soon as I mentioned Jesus, it was like, whoa, the atmosphere changed for sure. <laughs> could feel the That's tension. a powerful name. A powerful name, Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah. for, sure, for sure. Yes. And I think, uh, but I, don't, I know for sure that a lot of people maybe have heard that Jesus died on the cross. And, but really, they don't know why. And they don't know that he's risen. And they don't know what's. Like they really don't know the gospel. So they've heard pieces of it, but they don't know what it means. Wow. And even as, you know, Easter is coming up and I think it's like always a, a good time for people to have more open conversations about what does this mean to you? And <laughs> the cross means something in your life. Yeah. Wow. 
So how did you get connected to Josiah Venture? What is that story? That's also an interesting story because that was (laughs) not how I planned my life would be. I studied actually, uh, I studied acting first when I actually lived in the States. I lived in Mm -hmm. Minnesota and that was my first major was acting. And then I moved back to Croatia and I studied uh, comparative literature. I really wanted to be an actress in theater and write plays. And yeah, that was my life kind of goal. I finished actually comparative literature and I'm a literary critic. This is my like official title. (laughs) Okay. And (laughs) one year, uh, actually Niall McSheffrey asked me to come to camp and translate. And this is really not my gift. I, it's really like weird brain thing. I don't know what it is, but I can't really translate sure. well. <laughs> no, I know. I know. Yeah, that's like a weird. Some people are like really good at it and others are like, no, thanks. <laughs> like, yeah. But he begged me to come. I mean, begged me. I don't know. I was like, fine, because I found one guy that went to camp cute. So I'm like, fine, I'm going to go. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ulterior motives. What can you say? I'm just being honest. And that's fine. I was the person at camp who was the most miserable. Everyone came there with a purpose. You know, the team came, wanted to be there. We had interns who wanted to be there. And I was there like serving, I was supposed to serve. And I was like, ah, I believe in God. I believe this is what he has for me, like my studies and all that. And I don't have to, you know, serve. I didn't really like young people back then. I mean, I was 21, but I was like, am too old (laughs) yeah and so (laughs) I remember that I before any campers came to camp I locked myself in my room and I said okay I'm gonna wrestle with God about this issue because I don't want to have this kind of attitude because you know students are coming and I want to have a good week so I just asked God to break my pride or whatever was standing in the way so I could serve him I also had some insecurities like this is not a place I belong in so I was just wrestling with that and okay and I think it took almost three hours in a really hot room because <laughs> it was yeah. summer. Uh, yeah. And I remember getting out of this room. Okay, okay, God, we got this. Um, use me in any way you want. It's fine. I'll survive this week. And you know how God has a great sense of humor. By the end of that week, actually, <laughs> the girl who was in my group asked me if I can pray with her. Uh, if so she wanted to receive Jesus and I was like what me I'm like the least qualified here I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> so <laughs> out of all the people I'm like god this is really really funny because out of all the people who are prepared and ready for this he used me really didn't want to be there kind of you know uh, and yeah so I was I feel like god really opened my eyes to something that I have had no idea like something like that could ever exist I was really surprised. I mean, I was really for sure wanted to going back to my story before I was reminded of how, you know, God actually maybe even called me to missions when I was 14. And I just forgot about that and had my own plan in life. And ever since then, I was like, okay, I'm putting my studies on the side. And then after every year, every, every summer, I would just be committed to doing camps and being with young people. And actually uh, studying for my exams in the fall, not in in the summer. I don't know if the system is a little bit different from the States, but you mm-hmm, can pass your mm-hmm. exams. It's best to pass it in July, <laughs> but I was always busy in July. <laughs> but also like, that's a, that's a story that I always tell young people here. If you just give your time and your yourself to God, even your summer, that he's going to help you definitely pass all your exams in the fall. I believe like priorities 
Like, and I think God that then changed my priorities that kingdom of God comes first before in my plans and before my whatever ideas I had about life. So that changed really dramatically. It wasn't like a slow thing. It just like was day and night, you know, that camp in 2006 changed my life. So, and yeah, it wasn't me. It was really wasn't me. It was like, I'm not saying For against sure. my will, but God had it <laughs> kind of incorporated that. Be like, okay, wow, this is something completely new. I was surprised. So it's reminding me a little bit of Jonah of like, no, who me? I don't want to do that. I don't want to go talk to those people. What? But then God totally uses us if we're like open and willing and you were there to serve and God like totally gave you an opportunity. And even that like you weren't someone saying, oh, look at me, come pray with me. I'm so spiritual. I like, I really feel like God uses the heart of like, I'm, I'm a messed up sinner too. <laughs> you know, like I don't have it all For together. Sure. Like, Definitely. Yeah. That's am- <laughs> yeah. So how many um, summers did you serve then at camps? Three summers. And then I was an intern with JV in 2009. When I graduated, I didn't know what to do. And I was just got a job immediately. I was before working in language schools. And then I got called to work in a Baptist high school in up north in Chakovets. So I was a teacher there for five years. And I've been to Chakovets. My mm-hmm. very first camp was at Chakovets. It's like the middle of nowhere, Croatia. Exactly. <laughs> so again, maybe Jonah's story. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> In the middle of nowhere, uh, God calls you out. Uh, so yeah, but I was really, I was really glad to be there because I um, had a lot of experience with students again. And I just felt my heart drawn. I was teaching, but I was more there for people, for the students too kind of find out more about God for sure. So I created, um, I did Bible studies, um, had like look studies with a lot of students there. And Mm -hmm. I got into a lot of trouble because obviously as a teacher, you're not allowed to do that. But I was heartbroken for those students. Yeah. Every week when you live in a smaller place like that, every week you hear, you know, everything is kind of known. People know about everything and you hear stories about broken homes you know, like divorced parents, drug abuse. Oh my, so much drug abuse, so much destruction. And we lived, there's a railroad really close to the school. And you would hear every, not every week, but very often that someone would just commit suicide. And someone we knew, you know, someone who knew someone from the school. So it wasn't like that far removed from our like um, context. So it was really sad. It was really depressing and I'm like god what am i doing i'm teaching something anyone can teach <laughs> there's teachers everywhere and i i can't really do what i really know that i should be doing and that is to bring christ to them and bring hope to them it was a really hopeless place so i think moving back to the major city like the capital city you don't see that as much but i know that's still a reality of young people here uh, but that experience really helped me see like the the needs they have the um yeah. And I see their faces. They're not just numbers, you know, <laughs> still remember them. Actually, I just went to Zadar the other day uh, on a trip with Koreans that are currently here. And I saw one of my students. And it's like that happens all the time. Like I would just randomly see them. I've had a lot of students and now they're in college. So it's fun to always like reconnect. And I have stories about that later as well, how one of the students actually was translating some of the JV materials with me. Yep. Oh. So, oh, yeah. Let's talk, let's talk about it. Share, like, okay. yeah. Share that story. Yeah. <laughs> so one of my my 
she was a top student at school. She went to a lot of competitions. So we got really close when she was studying, when I was her teacher. And then years, years later, she contacted me. And uh, actually, back then, I gave her a book to read because we were talking about spiritual things as well. But we went out for coffee and we talked about spiritual life. And then I asked, she is a translator. So I I asked um, my country leader back then if it would be okay if we used that. And also as an opportunity for me for me to talk about things. So it was really cool. So she translated all five grows in Croatia. Uh-huh, the grow, yeah, the Bible study mm-hmm. grow material. Yeah. Yes. And then had a ton of questions about all of that. She did not accept Jesus, but at least she really heard the truth in multiple ways. Like, and yeah. So for that sure. Was a really cool, really cool opportunity for her to get to know God in a very personal way. So so yeah, I don't know how God's going to use that, but a lot of things like that happen because of my experience being a teacher. So, Wow, that's cool. Do you have other stories like that of discipleship or, you know, equipping young leaders, whether they believe or not, like you're still, you know, pouring into their lives? Mm, yes, another story. The, the person at first camp, the person that I already talked about, her name is Eva, the one who accepted Jesus. And then she she's actually... Um, ambassador's daughter so she had to move to the states and we kept in touch for years she's now like 27 i think studying physics she finished physics or something so we kept in touch all these years and i've like tried to find churches for her abroad and all of that but then i think we didn't talk for a few years and this random person came to our bible study and i started talking to her this is another person, not the same person. <laughs> Hopefully I'm making sense. Sure, uh, yeah. But there is a connection. Uh, and we had like some kind of cultural evenings. This was like two years ago. And I invited her to come over to my apartment. We're going to have, um, oh, after Israel trip, actually. I, mean, I had presentation of what happened in Israel and had some kind of food and invited her over. And that night we talked until 3.30 in the morning about what does it mean? What does it, how does the resurrection of Jesus apply to our lives? Because she was very spiritually like interested in things and hungry and she didn't know the truth and she just really wanted to hear more and more. So that evening she just spent the night because it was, we stayed up so late and the next morning she's like, oh, I'm just going to call my cousin and I'm like, oh, cool. Well, guess who her cousin is? Eva. Oh, <laughs> I know. Eva. So that's the person that I share the gospel with and she accepted it at the camp in 2006. So this is 13 years later. This was 13 years later. Whoa. They're cousins. So they're mothers or sisters. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Like those are connections. Like you just can't make up like those, no. like, but God, <laughs> like God knew then and he knew what was going to happen. Oh man. Exactly. So she's still, I'm still in contact with her. I don't know if she's a believer. I can't really say because she has so many questions all the time. But she comes to church occasionally and um, yeah, but it's just very interesting. So when Eva comes to Croatia, we're all going to meet up and share <laughs> what happened. But she found out she was she, freaking yeah. I'm like, no way, no way. This does not happen. What? <laughs> yes. What? Wow. That, oh, that's so cool. I love, I love stories like that. Oh man. But mm-hmm. it sounds like I can really truly hear your, 
your heart for young people, your passion for young people, the ways that you do ministry, like, oh, they're interested in Korean culture. Oh, okay, let's talk about it. And, oh, let's talk about mental health. And so we've talked a little bit about like what your ministry looks like in Croatia. Is there anything else you would like to share about yeah, what ministry looks like for you? Like on it, people always like to ask missionaries, what do you do from day to day? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It's like, well, it's different sometimes. <laughs> Yes, for sure. So my week looks crazy. I feel like, and and this is just the past year. I've been really always looking for what God is doing, trying to see what what doors He's opening. So I tried a lot of things. I wanted to do fusion here. I wanted to do other things that other JV countries are doing, but somehow that's just not been um, a thing in Croatia. So we have to think outside the box, and this is good because this is really like along the lines how God created me. I am really just naturally like that anyways. Like I'm interested in a lot of things. So Mm -hmm. when this Korean thing came, uh, we started with one of the girls who was actually my sister's friend from high school. And then this became like, she invited friends and they invited others. So yeah, it was just became a a huge thing. Just yesterday we had our second graduation. Um, We had 98 people here last night. So students and their families, um, so all together with our Korean team that we currently had, like uh, there, that is currently here because we had a Korean camp these last three days. There was over 130 people in this place. So I cannot express like this never happens. Never. Whenever we did anything else, try to do any kind of other outreach, nothing. And yesterday we really had like a lot of testimonies this week. And Koreans do this thing like um, they have a blessing song in prayer. And this is like a, a must thing for them. You have to extend your hand like this, hands like this and receive the blessing. And they wrote a song, mm-hmm. especially for this group. So um, it was really cool to see people's reaction. Also, one of the guys who wants to study Korean now is one actually was second place of the voice in the last season. And he's really popular. And he came oh. yesterday and he was thrilled. And I'm like, okay, another opportunity we can use <laughs> to promote something. So I do a lot for Korean school. I'm currently like, the, um, it's under my name. So I have to do a lot, a lot of like, paperwork as well to make it official. And um, yeah, a lot of that. I do Bible studies on a regular basis with a group of people. I also do systematic theology every other Tuesday. Because that's mm-hmm. I studied theology after I, I um, worked in high school. I went for two years uh, to the states to study theology, and I really fell in love with that. So I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know how God's going to use that, but here a lot of people are interested in topics like that. So this is more like for church people. Um, so I have that every other Tuesday, and it's taking. Like that's all. for anyone in the church, not just young people. Yeah, yeah, that's well, yeah. young people come mostly. I wanted to do this because people ask me. A lot of questions and I think in churches it's um a lot of people don't have an opportunity to get some kind of education in Croatia for sure not like theological education no only if you want to be a pastor and that's like you go to school but like common people like common people people who don't want to be pastors or even women like or girls who are just not you know just they just want to learn they don't have that mm-hmm. opportunity so that's maybe something in the future to think about as well I had this in mind for a long for many years but I just like just this year I've been um, had an opportunity to use that. So I have um, eight or nine, nine people that come every Tuesday, every other Tuesday. 
and mm. but it takes a lot like I take it takes a lot of time to prepare and I do like um maybe after I'll have to publish that because I work so much on this because <laughs> it's like I, I create worksheets every week like at least seven pages of worksheets for one topic um so wow it's a lot it's a lot of detailed work uh so it's not it's something also for me to like be reminded and grow so it's not just whenever I prepare it's also for me it's not just for people that I'm preparing for so this oh, is for good, sure good thing for me and then the rest of the week um Saturdays are really busy because of Korean so we just prepare for that as well and then mental health health class in the book club is all on Saturday so my Saturdays are like completely booked all year and then in the middle of that, we also did, I'm preparing for camps in the summer and also preparing, mm -hmm. we had just a conference in um, January, actually, Dave Patty came to speak on Father God. We had Father God conference. We want to continue mm -hmm. with that every year, like some, some kind of conference for a little older young adults, because we see that age group is just not really being effective in the churches. So you want to kind of want, want them to see how they can still be used for God's kingdom and how they could be yeah. leaders. So this is, so when I talk about leaders, yes, I really want to grow leaders. Uh, I think that's crucial for where we're at now with ch different churches. Uh, but also be, they've had, they haven't had any input in their life. Like I can't expect them to all of a sudden become leaders. It's a really long process and they are believers, but are just living their lives. You know, it's not like, I think they need to be right. kind of yeah. waking up for it, like for God to really work in their hearts, for them to see the harvest, for them to see the importance of their lives and the kingdom of God here locally. Um, so that's kind of my, something I get really passionate about. But I see like really, there's really not no opportunity for them in like different churches or places. So that's a, that's a really empty spot. If anyone wants to come and fill that, please <laughs> contact me. Come on. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's the other thing about the team in Croatia. It's a relatively small team, and you're mm -hmm. you're the only J, like JV missionary in Zagreb, right? Everyone else is in Split on the coast, correct? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So, anyone listening, if you want to go serve in Croatia, yeah, you can. <laughs> it is fun. It's actually really cool. It's pretty fun. Do you know um, how many camps you guys will do this summer? Yes. Um, so we just had a camp, a Korean camp, which was a huge success. Like I am blown away by what happened. So hopefully all these kids, so we are doing like, um, we have Korean classes for, um, middle schoolers, high schoolers, college students, and adults. So four groups oh, of people. Okay. So, uh, we had our camp now for middle schoolers and high schoolers. And it was great. And in the evening, their their parents came as well. And they loved it. It was really, like, out of this world, amazing experience. Mm -hmm. I always try to decide for summer um, based on kind of what I am doing that year because can't be outside the local context. Um, so currently, actually, we don't have a youth group in the church, which is oh, a sad okay. thing. Yes, we had to start over because of some problems. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, so, yeah, kind of starting over, uh, which is a good thing as well. So thinking ahead, uh, I'm going to do one camp, standard English camp with these people, this group of people, so middle schoolers, early high school. And then I'm going to try to do a travel camp. So this is kind of test year to see um, it's a new idea because a lot of Croatians speak English, so they don't really need 
um, that kind of classes. So maybe it's not as attractive to them, but travel with Americans practicing conversation as you go and having new experiences would be maybe more um, closer to their like adventurous hearts. I don't know exactly. Yeah. Ooh, they're but. adventurous hearts. That's good. <laughs> so, um, so that's the plan to do it with, um, with older high schoolers, early college uh, to do like actually ages 16 to 19 or 20. And we have those, that group as well here. And they know a lot of friends of friends of friends. So I have a large community and context to actually invite them to something like this so it would be like English camp except um English classes in the morning traveling during that time visiting different places so I have a plan this year so I'm gonna do just do a smaller like western westerner European tour so we're gonna start in Italy Um, oh so the plan is actually to travel three hours a day which shouldn't be too exhausting and then to connect to a local church and have our evening program with the theme, like JV theme, and all of that stayed the same, except for the workshops in the morning classes would just be kind of on the go. So the first wow, location would be okay. Italy, and then it would be Switzerland, and then Munich, and then mm. Prague, and then Vienna, and then back home. Oh, yeah. It's like a big old loop. It yeah. is a circle. <laughs> it does make a kind of a circle. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yes. It makes sense in my head. But whenever you travel with someone, you instantly get closer because you're going through like the same things, you know, like experiences. Um, I'm hoping this is going to be more effective and that relationships will be created and that um, the gospel will be shared, not just like with words, but with actions. Also, one of the goals is to see that believers are like all over the world and they have different, you know, like experiences with God, different churches and different young people. So I'm going to connect and have um, kind of a youth leader in each location to kind of tell us more about their ministry there and also to connect with different youth groups. I think that's important for young people to see, like there's believers in other countries, like get out of their local context. Yeah. Well, we can for sure be like praying for that for summer ministry that's approaching. What other things can people be praying for, for your ministry in Croatia? Uh, for sure, for all these people that we're in contact with, it is building bridges with people. And I think this is a great first build. First bridge is built. <laughs> now, the second bridge is how to actually more boldly share the gospel and find ways to for them to experience God. And I think this is, we're on the right track. It's just like, we really can't do this on our own. It has to be God's spirit. Like we can't, I can't convert anyone. I can't force anything so it really has to be God working in their hearts we're just here like ready for them to yeah we're just ready for them to accept that so for sure we need a lot of prayer a lot of prayer for for their hearts to be softened softened and for their um minds to be open for God's work in their lives yeah and then Emma the question we ask everyone on the podcast is what advice would you give to young people today well, from my context, I can say, do not be afraid to seek truth and do not be afraid mm-hmm. to seek God and ask God for really specific things. Because I feel like when I look at my life and everything that he has done, God really moves mountains <laughs> and does unexpected yeah. things. And like, I don't want to be afraid to ask him anything. If he was my loving father, he already knows what I need. But I maybe a lot of people are... Um, 
kind of maybe restraining or like not sure. And um, yeah, I think like that brave um, attitude is to ask him and trust him and seek him in all circumstances. And he does, even though, okay, in my experience, waiting for God to open certain doors, it sounds like great now telling these stories, <laughs> but it's been a lot of years of asking God to open doors, a lot of prayers, a lot of tears as well, and a lot of loneliness. So it doesn't, it does, like, I'm not taking this lightly when I say, like, God really answers prayers, but it has that, like, element of uh, trust and perseverance for sure like, um, to see God work. And we're still in the process. So, yeah, I don't know. But I think for my life, for sure, and for the lives of young people that I see, like, God does answer prayers and he is real in their lives. And I get to see that. And that makes my faith even stronger. So, yeah, that is wonderful. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that is wonderful. Oh, man. And I can, yeah, like I said earlier, your passion, your love for young people just shines through. And I just want to say thank you for the work you're doing in Croatia. I love Croatia, not just because I vacation there, because it's mm. beautiful, but <laughs> love the Croatian people and the Croatian culture. And so I just want to say thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you for inviting me. Is there anything else that you would like to share here at the end? Or like what has God been teaching you personally in this current season of life? Because even like you said, like it's, you can say, oh, like I'm praying for this or, you know, like and have faith. But uh, like you just said, like there is struggle behind it. There is there, yeah, there's those years of loneliness and tears and like all those things. So even, yeah, would, yeah, just would love to hear mm -hmm. what's God teaching you. Yeah, like definitely that he is real in my life in different ways and very specifically works. And um, yeah, I don't know if this is a gift. Like, I don't know if I have a gift of faith as a spiritual gift, but he doesn't allow me to quit <laughs> no matter how much sometimes yeah. I, I'm like oh okay I'm done with this <laughs> but then the next day I just wake up and he just gives me courage and and patience and whatever I need to be able to move on so I'm very it's like my life has really been an adventure and just like realizing as I'm speaking on this podcast I'm like realizing even more and more like yeah wow um it's a real journey so in a real fun adventurous all of like all of the emotions that come but mm -hmm. life with mm -hmm. God like I don't know what can compare to that and that's what I always tell whenever people ask me about my life like, for non-believers like you don't even know how great your life can be even on this earth how like adventurous it can be and for sure like my favorite book in the whole world is C.S. Lewis Narnia like, oh, all, of the yes. books. all the books I love them so much and everyone who knows me knows that, like here, everyone, <laughs> and just draw another comparison, another comparison. But my life really feels like I'm a part of those books as well. Like maybe C.S. Lewis should have written another book uh, about yeah. how God, like for real, like, I don't know. It's just um, my kind of perspective on life. And it's really exciting. So trusting him is definitely worth everything. So, <laughs> yes. Ah. That's so good. Emma, thank you. Thank you for sharing everything you shared today. Thank you for your faithfulness. And yeah, we'll be praying for the ministry in Croatia. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you so cool. much. Yes, thank you. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to Josiah Venture Stories. For more information about who we are and our vision and mission, visit us at josiahventure.com and follow us on social media. If you have any questions about this episode or like to get in touch with our guest, please email social at josiahventure.com. To help more people hear about this podcast, please leave us an honest written review or share this episode on your social media. Thank you, friends, and have a blessed day.